I said, well, hell, I got it going on then. everyone welcome to the reload podcast my name is kyle boone and with me today is seth hicks a good buddy of mine seth is a longtime friend known him for uh 30, 30 years 20 years how long have i known you seth five years a little, little bit longer uh, mm, give me an eight come on okay eight. i think it's been eight okay so i've known seth for a long time uh was in my wedding Really good dude. Um, so I'm actually bringing him, bringing him on to uh, get a little extra outside perspective on the Mike Gundy to Tennessee rumors that uh, never came to fruition. And um, so this is just going to be two dudes talking sports, talking Gundy, uh, talking coaching, rumor mill, all that stuff. So Seth, welcome on. Uh, are you excited to be here? Are you nervous? Have I have I spooked you already? Ah. Uh. Well, I'm a little disappointed. I think I'm your fifth or sixth guest, so <laughs> not by default. I'm not on the Mount Rushmore of guests so far, but yeah, I'm hoping to perform and, and maybe make it there. <laughs> well, okay, so let's let's jump right in. What what was your initial reaction on Tuesday? Um, when I woke up on Tuesday morning, there were kind of some chatter that basically Gundy was considering Tennessee. Tennessee was actually planning to meet with Gundy in Dallas. Gundy met with Tennessee officials in Dallas. Um, you know, I mean, what what was your initial reaction when you found out that Gundy was taking a meeting with Tennessee? Um, well, to be honest, I wasn't too spooked by it just because I feel like Tennessee, in a weird way, is just kind of a dumpster fire. I don't know why he would put himself in that situation. I think it's kind of apparent that there's some internal issues there at Tennessee. They've been kind of a mockery of college football for a few years now. So I wasn't that rattled by it, but, you know, I start seeing that planes are coming in from Knoxville to Stillwater and things <laughs> like that. So it, it seemed like a pretty serious threat, but I wasn't, I wasn't too shook up about it. I'll say that. Yeah, I mean, it was it, Tuesday was really nuts. Like, I was literally checking like flight trackers, and I never thought I would do that. I was like checking Gavin Gundy's Twitter likes. I never thought I would do that. Like, all of these things, I'm just like, in hindsight, I'm so ashamed I did. But it, like, it it was all so real. Like, you know, I I thought it was actually happening. Like, I really thought that he might actually be gone. And of course. Like, you go to Twitter, and Twitter is just an echo chamber of people like, oh, well, I've got, you know, sources from the source of a source who tells me that Gundy's gone, and, you know, it's like, oh, well, I don't even know what to believe, because everyone seems to know someone who knows something. Uh, did you think he was going to be gone? I mean, did, I, I almost thought, like, whenever I heard that Gundy was taking a meeting with Tennessee, whenever he was whenever his meeting was finished, I thought that, you know, he would be hired and be announced as the coach, like, in the same day. Just basically based off the fact that Gundy's offer from Tennessee would be, like, in the $8 million range, which turns out that wasn't true. But 
Oh, did you think he was gone? I I wasn't worried until people on Twitter started acting like it was a foregone conclusion. The, you know, you got, I think Darren Ravel was tweeting out about how he's not going to have to change his color scheme when he goes to Tennessee <laughs> and things like that, you know, Darren Ravel-esque. But like I said, I couldn't see him wanting to go to Tennessee, so it was hard for me to kind of grasp that. But it did get a little bit real there for a second, and I thought he might be gone. Yeah, that, Yeah, I thought the same thing, too. And, you know, if, you, if you're doubling someone's salary, like, you know, I think everyone said this, like, if some guy offers you double your salary for basically the same job, like, you know, why why not take it? And that was kind of obviously kind everyone of dumb reasoning. Price. That's what they say, at least. Yeah, yeah. And even, even Gundy so said that, recently that, you know, he was, yeah. he wouldn't, he wouldn't, he would listen if, you know, if it was nine million or however much, you know, I think. And uh, he'd be dumb not to, but yeah. Oh, yeah, sure. So I don't know. Okay, sure, so sure. there there are some theories that I want to run past you and get your thoughts on whether you think this theory is is real or fake. Um, you know, theories of why Gundy did this, why he flirted with Tennessee, why he turned down uh, a reported forty two million dollars. Why all of Tuesday happened, and and basically all of it in hindsight. So, first theory. Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay. So first theory. Theory number one. Gundy did all of this to piss off Mike Holder, OSU's athletic director, who, according to an ESPN report, refused to hang bowl banners, uh, in the OSU practice facility. Do you, are you buying that? I don't know. On on just taking it at face value, if Holder is really refusing to hang some banners in a practice facility, I don't know what the state of their relationship is. If that is all true, which I hope it's not, that relationship is does not sound very healthy if you ask me. I mean, we're talking about a few banners in a practice facility. Right. This isn't even going to be seen by anyone that's at the stadium or anything like that. So I'm hoping there's more to that story than what we're getting i would imagine there is but like i said mikey gundy might take another job if that's true because that's pretty petty i guess would be the best word for that um i don't know that that whole story kind of shocked me just for how trivial it seems from the outside and so that worries me a little bit about the future and really the relationship between the two of them. Yeah, yeah. So adding on to that similar theory that he was trying to piss off Holder, do you think that just like kind of pissing off Holder, do you think it would be kind of like trying to push Holder out of his position? Because I think it's been somewhat documented that Holder and Gundy don't necessarily have a great relationship i don't i don't have any inside information on that so i i couldn't tell you but you know if this is true and it pissed gunny off and now he wants him out then would he want him out i mean do you think he would go to this extreme to try and push him out so he could deal with chad weiberg or whoever's the next athletic director at osu i think there may be some truth to that because 
from the outside looking in, this all looks like a leverage move by Gundy, if you ask me. I don't know exactly. I feel like if he went to whoever is in charge of Holder's job and said, I want him out, I, I think he has enough uh, influence and power, if you will, to get that done. I mean, if you look at Gundy and what he's accomplished over the last 10 years with Oklahoma State, you know, they're not quite a perennial contender, but they're way better than they've ever been in the past. And it's a consistent, sustained success. So I don't know. I, at, at some level, I think it is about leverage. Um, just to be like, look, I, I can go to an SEC school and be one of the highest paid coaches in the SEC, the best conference in football. And I'm deciding to stay here. So you're going to make things happen for me that I don't want to happen. So it could definitely be something like that, but I don't know. I think part of it may be that Gundy, you know, it's kind of human nature to like to show up and be paraded around and to be wanted. So I think that's part of it, you know, and he can't just not, you know, explore their options. So it could be a number of things, but from what I can tell and what I think, it seems to be some kind of leverage move to at least gain more influence within the university as a whole. Yeah, yeah. I, I keep hearing the theory like that Gundy did all this. He got an offer for forty-two million from Tennessee, um, and and now he did it on purpose just so he could tell recruits on the recruiting trail, "Hey, I turned down Tennessee. You can turn down Tennessee. I came back to OSU. You should come to OSU." I I just don't buy that. I just think it's a bunch of baloney, to be honest. Like I, I just think that. He wouldn't have gone to this extreme if he wasn't actually interested. Like, I know there was some sort of leverage, obviously, that Gundy's apparently vying for. Um, I mean, I guess it, it seems like that might be the case, but I don't. I just don't think that Gundy goes through all these hoops and does all this just for a little bit of attention. Like, I actually think he was seriously considering it, but I don't. What do you think? I think that may be true. I, I don't know if from a recruiting standpoint he would be telling recruits that, look, I turned down SEC, you can too. But I think maybe it, it adds some value to Oklahoma State football as a program to have a coach that is being considered for these these known jobs, well-known jobs, upper echelon type jobs, and to know that he's at Oklahoma State. And then Maybe that gets the kid on campus. Once he sees the facilities, he sees what he's got going at Stillwater. He sees everything that T Boone, thank you, T Boone has You're got welcome. going for oh, T Boone, okay. the, <laughs> the football program. That um, that that may that may help some. Yeah, and I don't think that's his only reason because that seems like a lot of that's that's a little bit maybe too calculated than than what yeah. maybe it was. But I, I think there's a little bit of. of weight to that theory in a way but I'm not sure if that's the sole reason why he did it okay yeah I, I think I agree okay so next theory uh was Gundy leveraging to get a raise like he he got a he got a raise uh last off season. do you think he's trying to get another raise just saying I'm worth 42 million and I'm only making four million a year versus the seven million I... Tennessee was offering I think that definitely could be a case. Um, but at the end of the day, I, I mean, 
he's got enough leverage as it is with what he's accomplished that, you know, I think they should pay him whatever he wants (laughs) to a certain extent. Um, I mean, the dude's got a lifetime contract at OSU. Like, he can be there as long as he wants. He can win six games a year for, you know, the rest of eternity, and OSU's probably not going to fire him. I mean, that that might be an extreme. Actually, six wins would not be great, but he could win eight eight, eight games for the next decade, and he'd still be an OSU legend. So I don't I don't know, I, I'm I'm kind of on yeah, the fence I, on that. I think probably not, just for pay. Yeah. As far as like I said, I I think there was some type of leveraging going on, but I'm not sure if he needs any leverage for his pay because, I mean, how how many times in the past five years have teams come calling him? A lot. And things like that. I mean, Florida, Tennessee now twice. Yeah. It's all kinds of Baylor last year, which. Baylor last year, I think, was even more strange, if you ask me. But yeah, I mean, in Florida, like two weeks ago, allegedly. Yeah, and like if you ask me, honestly, Florida's always been a job that I was afraid that we would lose Gunny to, just because it has a history. It is in the SEC. Yeah. He's got talent pool down there that's, you know, top five regions in the country, and it would be someplace that he could go and, and seriously contend every year for a national championship. So when I heard Florida rumors, I honestly was way more scared about those than Tennessee. And like I said, maybe I just don't like Tennessee, but I just feel like that place is where coaches go to die. Yeah. The Cleveland Browns. The Cleveland Browns of college football. <laughs> it has been lately. I, dude, I, I, I don't – I just – man, if, if Gundy went to a school, like, I would not like Gundy to leave. I'll put my cards on the table. Like, I actually want Gundy to stay for as long as he wants, but – if Gundy left for like a Florida or a Tennessee or basically in a middle to upper tier SEC job where he's pulling in like top 20, top 15 recruiting classes, I kind of think he would crush. Like give give Gundy like the the talent level of Oklahoma and give Oklahoma the same amount of talent level. He'd, he'd have more than one Big 12 title in his pocket. That's that's my opinion. I, I think he's dealing with a little bit uh, short shorter talent pool than than maybe a lot of people realize. And it's not a, that's not an excuse for Gundy, but I do think if Gundy had a lot more talent, and by the way, he does recruit his own talent, so it's kind of his own fault, but I don't know. <laughs> I, I just think he would crush in, in like a Tennessee or somewhere where a hotbed where like schools just recruit themselves, you know what I mean? Right, right. I I think that definitely could be the case, but I think a lot of times, you know, coaching is a weird, fickle thing um, in some instances and where, you know, Gundy's kind of got his niche at, at Oklahoma State and he has been great at finding the Justin Blackmans, the James Washingtons of the world and, yeah. and converting them into superstars. And so I think you know, maybe you lose your edge a little bit in recruiting talent whenever ESPN's telling you this guy's a five-star and and he wants to come to your school and, and things don't pan out. I mean, obviously, recruiting classes are huge, but it doesn't always necessarily translate to to titles and things like that. But, you know, I, I definitely think his standing as a coach speaks for itself and what he's been able to accomplish at OSU. So I definitely think he's someone that is – that is wanted by other schools and 
and they're trying to do obviously trying to do everything they can to get him away so it's a little bit a little bit scary but I think he's loyal and true yeah so if Gundy left let's say Gundy took the Tennessee job on Tuesday and now he's the Tennessee coach and now OSU doesn't have a coach would we be rooting for Gundy like do we, would we I, want Gundy to do well because I kind of I think I, I would, would. Personally, I mean, the thing with coaching for me, my brother's a head football coach. Granted, it's high school; it's a completely different ball game. But yeah. when you're coaching, you know people talk about being loyal and, and staying with your team and, and and everything. But schools aren't loyal to the coaches themselves. They have a couple bad years and you're gone. It's not like it goes both ways. It's not reciprocal in that you know they're going to stay loyal to you. So anytime you have a chance to to nag that snag that next job and and work your way up in the coaching ranks i mean you've got to take it because your few injuries some kind of scandal that's out of your control and you're gone so i wouldn't blame him one bit and i would wish him the best if he did now that that's kind of my personal thing i can understand when people are upset because he's talked about being at osu for his life and he was kind of kevin duranis and in that regard but I just know coaching is a blood sport, and I wouldn't blame him one bit for getting out of there. Yeah. I mean, he's been there, like, you know, literally his whole life. He quarterbacked there, was assistant coach there. OSU made him an assistant coach. He's been a head coach for 12 years and counting. He's been there a long time. Like, I, I wouldn't yeah, fault him Yeah, and it kind of comes back to he's been there a long time. He's done a lot. He's programmed in the best shape of his life, and he still maybe – allegedly has a horrible relationship with the AD that he can't reconcile. And, you know, I think some days he might look at, look at everything around him and be like, look, look what I've done. And I still get treated like this. So, you know, why, why would I stay? But he has so far. And hopefully the rumors of the strained relationship aren't as bad as some of them seem to be, but yeah, it's just a, it's, it's a job. You get offered a better job. It's it's a business decision sometimes. So that's the way I see it. Yeah. Um, so I'm I'm writing something for pistols firing for. Well, I've already written it, but it should go up tomorrow, uh, which would be Thursday. So by the time people are listening to this, it's probably already up. But uh, I wrote a story basically saying. Um, is Mike Gundy flirting? Is Mike Gundy f- done flirting with other jobs? Like, is the Tennessee flirtation that we saw on Tuesday? Is that the last time we see Gundy like you know throw OSU fans in into a mini panic for a full day? Or it, you know last year it was Baylor, before it's been Arkansas, before it's been Tennessee again. Um, do you think? Gundy will do this again. Do you think he'll play both sides and try and play the leverage game for whatever reason? Or do you think, you know, he tweeted Cowboys or Cowboy for life. Um, do you, I mean, do you think he's, he's done flirting with other jobs like forever? Or do you think this is just like, this is going to happen every year? I don't know if it'll happen every year, but I think he would be a little bit foolish not to at least, hear what people offer because at the end of the day it's it's a business decision and maybe he is done you know he's said cowboy forever for a few times i think i don't know if that's the first time he said it or not but 
I think he says it every know, time. You know, it's just like a scheduled tweet. He's, he's scheduled it out <laughs> once a year, that, every time, November 16th. One. Yeah, it's like, you know, once a year thing. He's got it dialed up in the draft ready to go at a moment's notice. <laughs> but, uh, but no, I, I mean, I think, and I don't blame him for it. I, I think a lot of people, I don't know if they, they don't like it or not, but I'm fine with it because, I mean, it's his life. It's a business. It's, I mean, gum NCAA can tell you it's not a business, but it absolutely is a business. And, you know, it's, it's something that, I think you have to explore your options, if for nothing else, to be able to tell, say, look, OSU, I can go here, I can do this, I can do all these different things. You're going to get me my banners. <laughs> yeah, if it's but, if uh, it's as petty as banners, surely that won't be the tipping point. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, I, I hope he gets his banners now. I hope he, I hope he gets his list, but you never know. After so, after Bedlam, I, they're I talking about like freaking getting jumbotrons and you know upgrading facilities, and he's saying I've got boosters that are willing to give me this, this, and this, and now he's like struggling to get banners. I don't know. It just seems so. <laughs> it seems so bizarre. Like the whole thing just seems weird, and I don't know. Like something's missing. I think, I mean, at the end of the day, I, and I think he said this on the record, that he's the most comfortable now at OSU than he's ever been. Yeah. And I think it was apparent by some of his uh, post-game news conferences and, and different things, taking his shirt off, you know. I think he feels good at OSU right now. I think he's comfortable. And he finally, I don't think the weight is as heavy as it has been in the past to perform and, and things like that. So. There's a lot to be said about that in the coaching world, especially going someplace where expectations are going to be high and and you're new to everything, you've got to move your family, things like that. So I think he's good at OSU, but like I said, I think he would be also be dumb not to at least go have a meeting with some of these schools and and for nothing else gain some more leverage. But yeah, I think I, th- I think he likes it at OSU, and I think for the most part he will. He will stay for at least a couple more years. Yeah. Okay. So here's here's the quotes that uh, Mike Gundy gave to Garen Ameg of the Tulsa World uh, last week before this whole Tennessee thing um, came about. First, on Mike Holder, which now is is very interesting. He says, "Mike and I have always been good. We just butted heads on certain things, but he and I don't have any issues on these things." Pretty much everything that I need, they give us. We used to fight over dumb things, in my opinion, but we're through with that. We don't deal with that anymore. We roll with things pretty good. So that, <laughs> so that's pretty interesting. And that's and that and that kind of comes to my point of like I don't I don't think the banners thing is as big of a deal as people are making it. Yeah. Really, it's just just logically in my brain, my dumb brain. I don't feel like that could be a point of contingency on right. any level, but you never know. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so here's here's more from Gutty. He says, I'm very happy in the situation I'm in. Uh, this, is, this is from the Tulsa World article. But one guy said, well, what if they call and give you a six-year deal at $9 million a year? I don't know. I'd probably have to listen, you know? Something crazy. And then he goes on and says... <laughs> I'm rooted here. Knock on wood. If you're doing good, you get calls. I get calls every year, but my stability here is more than it has ever been. 
So, I mean, he, he wasn't super far off on the six six year, nine million a year <laughs> thing. I mean, that's no, he, he wasn't. Maybe he, he, he was throwing smoke screens. Maybe he was. Maybe he was a Tennessee insider. Yeah. He's a rat sent by Tennessee to plant some seeds. Yeah, Mike Gundy's <laughs> on the Tennessee message boards, just dropping some seeds and, and John Curry. <laughs> hey, man. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so if you if you look at the jobs across the country, Texas A and M is open. A lot of people think Jimbo Fisher's going there, which would open mm-hmm. the Tennessee or open the Florida State job. Um, if Jimbo decides he wants to stay in Tallahassee, then Texas A&M is open, which could be a landing spot for other candidates. Do you think that, number one, do you think Gundy would be a candidate for like a Texas A&M or a Florida State? That's the first question. I think he's definitely a candidate for Texas Mm A&M. Um... I definitely think he's going to get some calls. Whether he pursues that like he did Tennessee, I don't. I don't know if that would be the case. But you know, kind of thinking this week on places where if I was Gundy, I'd be okay with going. I'm telling you, Florida State—that's another one where kind of worries me a little bit. <laughs> yeah, I feel like I don't know if they're. You know, I don't think they're with the with the. Alabama's of the world, but I think they're if Alabama's one, they're one A as far as programs across the country. And they're pretty close. It's obviously a place that you can win national championships and contend for them regularly. So that's that's one place in my mind that if he went there I'd be like, you know, I don't really blame him. That's that's a great job. And then obviously I'm just I would just be worried sick about whoever OSU could hire. I don't, I don't even know where that search begins. Yeah. Who's, who's number one for OSU if they have a coaching search? Okay, so yeah, let's so let's do that. Um, number one on my list, I'm gonna go Justin Fuente at at Virginia Tech. He's my dude. Who who you got? Who's your number one? Um, Bill Belichick. Bill Belichick. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, pipe dream. You know, I don't know. It, it's such a tough. I I don't know how desirable it is to be at Oklahoma State. I don't. Yeah. Do you leave Virginia Tech? That then, you know, a weaker. I I don't know if they're weaker, but it's in a conference that definitely is up for grabs. I I honestly don't than, think so. Then not. I, I talked to Kyle Porter about this and. I think we both kind of agreed, like, that's kind of a lateral move. Like, maybe it's a little bit yeah, better, but yeah. I don't know if it's, like, a lot better. So, I and don't. I think if I think if I think if you're a coach, you've got to look at what Gundy's done and, and kind of think that some of that is because he is an alum and, and because he's been there and he knows everything. If you're an outsider coming in, you know, you maybe not – you maybe aren't able to – recruit as well as Gundy has you know we talk about he doesn't have great classes but it is Oklahoma State I love Oklahoma State well and true but at the end of the day it's Oklahoma State it's not someplace that kids in California or down in SEC country are chomping at the bit to come to so right it's a hard place to recruit to it's something that it's it's a place that I don't know if coaches especially at some semi-established programs are are saying yeah I want to be there so I that's why I say I don't even know 
like who's number one on my list yeah. for coaches to come. Okay, so I'll, <laughs> so I'll go down my maybe, list. Maybe Saban. Yeah, Saban. <laughs> okay. okay. All right, so next, I, number two on my list. Um, this this is not an order. I actually did make an order, um, and I trashed I trashed it after Gundy tweeted on Tuesday. So it's 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 no longer. Uh, but I do know some that of the, one dialed up in the. Oh yeah, yeah. In the He's at the well. top of my list, man. I love Fuente. Fuente is a former OU uh, football player. So I I don't. A lot of people would probably have issue with that, but I I secretly love it. Like I think he would. I think he would crush. I don't know. That's just me. Uh, next on my list, number two. Uh, Mike Norvell at uh, at Memphis, and he's he's crushing okay. he's crushing yeah. in Memphis. He's he's a really good offensive mind. Came from Arizona State. He was an offensive coordinator at Arizona State under, I think it was his, I I want to say it was his dad. Uh, I'm probably dead wrong on that, but uh, he's only 36, so he's he's really young. He's an up and comer. Tennessee or Mem- Memphis is probably about to win 10 games. Um, which is pretty good at Memphis. Memphis is not a football school. Um, so I, I kind of dig Norvell just because he's an offensive mind. I think that would fit really well at OSU. Yeah, yeah. I I didn't know all those things about him, but I know Memphis is pretty good. So they are I'll good. down with that. Yeah, they're, they're going <laughs> to play for the AAC title. Okay, so next, uh, Todd Munkin. You know you know Munkin. You like Munkin? I do know Munkin. Uh I don't know. Expletives I don't know if he wants to come back after. I don't know if he wants to come back after the pressure washer we put him through. But <laughs> <laughs> you pay him, you pay him that money, and I, I think he would. Yeah, I mean, I we talked about this just because this the the reason I think it could happen is because Munkin is at Tampa Bay right now. Dirt Cutter's probably going to get fired. At Tampa Bay, my guess is he's already pretty much fired, which means Munkin Munkin's gonna have to find a job. Um, I don't yeah. I don't know how you know enticing it would be to bring someone in who just got fired from his job, but he's not the offensive coordinator right now at Tampa Bay. Um, so I don't know. I think that would be interesting just because he's been been at OSU before. Pretty good offensive mind. I don't know. What do you think? I probably would say I wouldn't want him. Okay, so pass. Like, pa- passing on him. Okay, passing. Pass. Okay, so Mike Leach. <laughs> Everyone knows Mike Leach. Oh, Mike <laughs> Leach. That's interesting. Interesting. Offensive oh. mind. Won, won a bunch more games than he should have at Texas Tech. Won a bunch more games than he should at, at Washington State. It seems like he kind of wants out. I mean, he keeps popping up on lists like... I don't know. I mean, he's, he's as a long weird as dude. we can keep him from, as long as we can keep him from locking kids in closets, then yeah, that, that would be smart. I would probably be down for that. <laughs> as long as he doesn't see OSU. Uh, he he would definitely uh, he might be the only person in the country that would have better post game news conferences. So yeah. I would look forward to that for sure. I would personally <laughs> enjoy that. Okay, so you take it, you take him, Leach, or you pass him. I'd probably take him. Take him. Okay. Brent Venables at Clemson. Defensive coordinator. Oh, bring him on. Bring, bring him, him on. on. You like I him? Want him? I want him to crush OU. Oh, I love personal it. vendetta, the luck. Oh, yeah. Yeah, bring him on. Oh, I would love that Shore so up that much. Defense. 
Like I'm, I'm just picturing this in my even, mind. I hadn't just, even thought about him. Have you seen his? Have you seen him like coach a game where he's got like that get back guy, who like he oh, ru- yeah. he oh, runs yeah. on the field. He's so intense, and he's got a get back guy who just like pulls him off the field every time he goes too far, and he pulls him off the field. Like I imagine him doing that in Boone Pickens Stadium against OU and just like losing his goal. mind. Like I get so hyped just thinking about that. But I don't know. He's a defensive guy. Like, what would the OSU offense look like? That that's like OSU's calling card, you know. Yeah, well, you know, I mean, I mean, I guess that's what Clemson is too. I think, They're pretty good offense. I, I think at this point, OSU potentially could sleepwalk to about twenty-four points a game. So if you can hold them to seventeen, the other team, and then bring them on. That would be so interesting. Maybe maybe, maybe not against Texas, but. Yeah, that would definitely be <laughs> my biggest. That would be my biggest like wild card pick out of all the candidates would be Venables, just because the intrigue with you know the the revenge factor with with OU, and I think everyone wants to bring in someone who can beat OU. I don't know. I think oh, I yeah. think I like that. Uh, so you, you're taking Venables. You're hey, buying. Here, here's a question. Uh huh. Here's a question. Would Les come back? Oh, he's too old. He's too old. Les Miles, is, he's too old, man. I don't know. He's just... Hey, I don't. I honestly don't know if if Les Miles can coach, but that man will go for it on fourth and two every single time, and I'm here for it. I'm down for it. Yeah, I'm ready. Let's roll the dice. I, I was kind of on the Les Miles train, like you know, about twelve o'clock on Tuesday when I thought OSU would have to, you know, be hiring a new coach. Like I actually kind of would be interested in that. Would subscribe. I don't know, I, you know, I think there's other better candidates, and Les is kind of a little bit over the hill. To be honest, like, at LSU, here's, here's he, he never question. adapted. Yeah, okay, let's hear it. Here's a question, here's a question. You get you get Les, okay? Okay. Les is coach at LSU. Mm-hmm. He never does better than 10-2, and two, but he beats OU more than he loses to him. Okay. You want him? Yeah, I want him right now. Yeah, I'm taking him. You got, he never made, He never even sniffed. He never actually even sniffed college football playoff. Uh, but he beats OU more than he. I was. mean, if you're winning ten games, though, like you're going to be in the top fifteen. Yeah, but that's not that's not sniffing the top four. We're not we're not Ohio State. We're not going to get in there with two two losses. I mean, but in reality, like that's that is OSU right now. Like they're a top fifteen program. Like 10 yeah, to 15, but they lose 20. to OU every year. Yeah, they beat them twice in the last what ten years. Yeah, I w- I would take it. I really would, and I think a lot I, of OSU would fans would too. too. Yeah, I think so too. You know, you show up in Stillwater, main goal beat OU. I Put mean, it in a song. There, there are people like 2014. They were a terrible football team, but Tyreek Hill returned the punt. Grogan kicks the game winner. They beat OU and Norman, and, like, no one cares that they nearly missed a bowl game. Like, that was, like, a miracle season because they beat OU. And I just feel like that's yeah. that, that's always going to be the case. Like, OSU fans just always want to beat OU. They don't even – I mean, obviously, they want to win a national title, but, like, I think most people think that's somewhat realis- unrealistic. I don't know. I don't, I mean, I hate to say it, but... They have to catch lightning 2011, in the 2011 was our shot, and I still, I will die 
saying that that field goal was good. It was just a little too high. Couldn't tell for sure, but it was in. It was there. You had to go there. It was there. Had to go there. In my mind, probably don't win, but at least we're in that national championship. But really, kind of getting back to Gundy, I, I feel like Gundy will stay until he feels like he really – until it, I, I think until he gets a, a college football playoff berth. And that might be the rest of his career, for all we know. But I feel like he thinks there's a little bit of unfinished business. And He's got to prove once something. he accomplishes that, once he accomplishes that, then I think I think he may be be able to, you know, go ahead and take that job where he's making eight nine million a year, and people won't people won't uh, hate him for it. But yeah. I, I, that's very interesting. Yeah, I think that's a good point, too. And to be honest, if if a college football playoff berth is going to happen, I think it happens in the next four years. I really do. I think Spencer Sanders, quarterback coming in, is an absolute freak. C.J. Moore, wide receiver out of Union, coming in, absolute freak. Hey. Justice Hill hey. might win the Heisman next year. Hey, Justice Hill might win the Heisman, and then his brother might come and be the first defensive player to win the Heisman in however long. Desmond Howard, what's up? I'm telling you. Dax Hill, man. He's for real. They get Dax Hill. Hey, hey, if you're listening, Dax, come to OSU and win the Heisman. (laughs) And not Ohio State OSU, Oklahoma State OSU. Yeah, I'll get you a Heisman. Or Oregon State. He's probably got an offer from Oregon State, too. (laughs) No, he's got offers from everybody. That would be really interesting. No, I really, I really do think like that's that's real. I, do, I think if they are going to win one, it will be with Spencer Sanders. Like that, he just is, he is the quarterback. Like I, I think he's got the it that. I'm not gonna say Mason doesn't have the it, but you know he's he's more mobile. Hey, he's like hey. he's like Deshaun Watson. While we're on the topic, okay. Rudolph as a pro, what's the ceiling? What do you think is the best he can be? Um, I think he could be an NFL starter. I really do. Like Brandon Whedon, NFL starter, or like? No, I think I think I think he could be like a um, uh, Ryan Tannehill starter, like someone who sticks for you know seven, eight years, something like that. He's been with the Dolphins for poor man, poor forever. man, poor man's been Roethlisberger. Yeah, I could see that. I kind of hope he doesn't get that big, but I could see that. <laughs> I, I said mean, poor man. That means a little swimmer. It seems like Roethlisberger and Rudolph both have in common that they're always fighting through injuries. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I mean, there's a lot of similarities. Yeah. My deal with Rudolph is that, don't get me wrong, I was, I was hoping he would, I don't want to say take the next step, but improve. But I feel like with this year we kind of got – with Rudolph, what we always get. Yeah, he does. He's he's lights out some games, but he's a little bit inconsistent. Yeah, um, tends to throw some outs and some slants a little high. Yep. Every now and then, but at the end of the day, you know, I would say he's a great college quarterback. And oh yeah, and I think I think Top he definitely three. has a chance as a pro. Yeah, I, I I think he'll be a good pro. I really do. I think he'll be a starter. I don't know if he'll be a day one starter like Deshaun Watson, but yeah, I think he'll be really. I'm gonna good. start. I'm gonna start sending emails right now, 
some dirty laundry to the Cleveland Browns so they won't draft him. <laughs> Where, where's your ideal destination for, for Rudy? This might sound crazy. I don't know. It's not too crazy. Okay, I'm going to go first. I think it's... Oh, I, okay, I, I want him to go to the Giants. They just benched Eli. Odell is still that in his line, prime. Though. Ugh, that I line, though. He's... I want him to go to Denver. Yeah. Yeah, that would be okay. Denver, you know, Denver he coming in, you know, as a rookie, he's not going to be expected to – hopefully that defense will, you know, help him out. And he's got a good structure there. He'll have a good mentor in John Elway. He's got weapons around him. That'd be interesting. I think that would be the ideal fit for him, in my mind. But Odell. But I definitely think he... I, <laughs> it's true. Very true. Demarius. Demarius. The can play a little bit. Yeah, he's tight. He's tight. What about in Dallas? Dude, they're, they're committed to Dak. Yeah, no. That's, that's a long shot. They went all in on Dak. And I'm not out on Dak, but... Um, I don't think they can draft a quarterback yeah. this year in particular. That's probably true. After, after giving Romo the boot, essentially. This is true. Okay, um, we got way off topic. Uh, did we hit on everything, Gundy? Fine. I think so. That mullet, though. How long does the mullet last? Uh, I think it lasts, like... I think it lasts another year. I think it goes through the end of next season, for sure. I... I think it could be like a James Harden beard situation. <laughs> like never cut it. <laughs> I'm serious. I mean, I think I, we talk about business. He could parlay that into like you know he's starting to get offers to cut it for X amount of dollars, and the price just keeps going up. I mean, never you got to diversify your portfolio. And get that portfolio diversified. He's got offers for his mullet getting cut. All oh kinds of stuff. You know? Gosh. You know? <laughs> it's gonna last forever. I really, I it, it might it might happen. I'm fine with it. It's fine. It's part of his brand now at this point. That's what I mean. I mean, yeah. Harden grew the beard. He became the beard. He's always the beard now. Might be the mullet. <laughs> Keeps getting the ESPN interviews. You know, getting that name out there. Yeah, it's marketing. Good for it's business. All about marketing. It's good for business. Oh my gosh. Okay. Uh, I think we're done here. Uh, do you want to tell everyone? Where they can follow you on the socials? Do you have a Twitter? What's your Twitter account? I'm Twitter. Okay, what's your Twitter? Seth Hicks. S e t h h i x. That's a big one. Okay. If you meet anybody with the last name H i x, they're probably related to me, especially in Oklahoma. Yeah, yeah. Very unique. I have a seven-letter name that always gets misspelled. It's very interesting, but it's not H i c k s. It's H i x. H-I-C-K-S. Yeah, no. That's how I used to spell it. Yeah, I know. That's how everybody spelled it. You're welcome. Luckily, the bank still accepts my checks. Whatever people write them wrong. <laughs> That's awesome. They're about the only ones. That's a little weird. All right, Seth Hicks. <laughs> thank you very much for joining the Reload. Uh, thank you all for listening. Um, glad we got through another week of college football. The Big 12 Championship starts... Uh, I think it's 11.30 on Saturday, so it's championship Saturday. Should be fun. OSU's not playing. They're probably going to be in the Camping World Bowl, is my guess. Um, so. Shooting for that Alamo. Yeah, yeah, Florida. 
So it should be interesting. Um, so anyways, thanks, thanks, for, thanks again for listening, everyone. Really appreciate it. Uh, be sure to rate and subscribe us on iTunes and uh, check us out on SoundCloud. Uh, it just helps with our metrics and all that good stuff. Um, we will catch you guys next time. Thanks for listening. See you guys.